Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15 over the New Testament. And by the way, great singing this morning. You guys are just on it today. Good stuff. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. Go team. That was impressive too. That's... Um, well, today we are in part three of a series entitled Intentional Prayer. Uh, we're not talking about praying safe, general, vague prayers as followers of small prayer. There's nothing wrong with praying small. I've tried to make that clear throughout this, but that can't be all that we pray. God, you know, does want to help you with that headache or find your car keys or get the class on time or whatever, but, but they can't be all we pray. Um, but we're talking about praying big, God-honoring, faith-filled, specific prayers like the Apostle Paul prayed. <clears throat> uh, the interesting thing is that when you look at what many of us, including myself, often pray for, it's just kind of like, you know, God's going, oh, okay, so give me something that I can really show my glory. You know, we, we pray, you know, God help us to get to Grandpa's house safely. Well, statistically, and, that, and that's not a bad prayer. I, I recommend it highly when you're leaving and all of that. But statistically, you're going to arrive to Grandpa's house safely based on statistics. You know, God's going, give me something here. Or what's even worse, when we, we don't allow God to show off his glory uh, through our prayers, uh, Mark Batterson says it this way, the greatest tragedy in life is the prayers that go unanswered because they go unasked. You know, how can we even know that God answered our prayer if we didn't ask, Right? Uh, we're talking about different prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed, and today's prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed, we're using it as an example of a big, bold prayer, is the same prayer that, that Jesus prayed as well. So if the Apostle Paul prayed it, and if Jesus prayed it, probably a great prayer for us to pray as well. And the content of this prayer revolves the idea around unity in the body of Christ, unity in the body of Christ. And, and this is a big, bold, specific prayer, unity in the body of Christ, because I, I hate to say it, but if you've been in the church for very long, you realize that Christians, though they're supposed to be, are not always the most unified bunch of people, right? Um, in fact, there would even be those who have criticized our church, New Life Church. Let, let me ask you a question, uh, and, and you, won't, you won't hurt my feelings. Just a real, how many of you have ever heard somebody say negative about something negative about New Life Church? Raise your hand. Raise it up high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that did hurt my feelings a little. That was a little more than I was hoping, but. No, that's just part of it. That's just part of it. 
It's tragic that the body of Christ can be so divided. In fact, I would argue that one of Satan's greatest tactics is to divide the body of Christ. Because if we're united, we're unstoppable. If we're unified, we're unstoppable for the glory of God. But if we're divided, we're weak, we're ineffective in the way that God wants to use us. And so I want to dive into this prayer that Paul prayed. This critical prayer for unity in the body of Christ. Why? So that, anytime you hear the phrase, so that, it's kind of why. Why am I praying this? So let's look at this example, this prayer as an example. If you want to glorify God, this is what the Apostle Paul prayed in Romans chapter 15, beginning with verse 5. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that, now what's the so that mean? Why? Why is this a big deal? So that with one mind and one voice, you may, what? Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, in other words, be unified then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. This is the prayer of the Apostle Paul. And this prayer that Paul prayed is consistent with the prayer that Jesus also prayed over in John chapter 17. Now, I didn't give you a bunch of time to turn there, but let me read it to you. John 17. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So, so this prayer is for you right here, right now, as followers of Christ. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be what? That all of them may be what? Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the whole world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be what? One, as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and I love them even as you have loved me. So Paul prayed for unity. Uh, Jesus uh, prayed for unity. Why? So that we could glorify God the Father and so that people would see Jesus through us. You know, unity amongst, unity amongst his children is a big, big ordeal to God. Um, you know that if, if you are a parent, you know that one of the greatest joys of life is when your children are loving each other and getting along with each other and enjoying it, right? Right? Ours did. They, they still do most of the time. They did most of the time, even growing up as kids except for when we were in the gold honda minivan on a trip then i don't know what happened um and it typically involved my son caleb just irritating cody and taylor to death i mean just irritating them just thinks he's funny irritating them kind of irritating and we had three rules in the old t train it was this no touching no yelling no throwing things and Every one of those three w rules was, 
100% absolutely necessary. In fact, our, our extended family can tell you that anytime we'd pull into their house, the grandma or grandpa's or the aunt or uncle or whoever, we'd get out of the, that old yellow Honda gold minivan and one of the first things I'd say is I'd say, Caleb, get back to the bedroom. <laughs> that, that was just my greeting to my family for like 10 years. Caleb, get back to the bedroom. Um, but we love it when they get along. Why, why is it that we fight so often in the body of Christ? Too often we think that our enemy is the church down the road. Hey, when's the last time you realized we're on the same team with First Church of the Nazarene and Lake Home Church of the Nazarene and with Life Point and with Faith Baptist and with Trinity Assembly? So often we think the enemy is the church down the road or the denomination across the way. Makes me uh, think of the three guys. They died and went to heaven. And they get to the pearly gates, and St. Peter greets them, and he greets the first guy. He says, hey, welcome to heaven. So good to see you. And St. Peter says, hey, when you were on earth, what, what church were you a part of? And the guy said, oh, I belong to the Methodist church down there and wherever. And St. Peter said, great, some good, good people in the Methodist movement. And he said, welcome. Uh, if you will, just go down to door number 10. Just be quiet when you pass door number 2. Second guy walks up, St. Peter says, hey, welcome, good to have you, so, so great, this is awesome. Just how I care, what, what church were you a part of, what denomination were you a part of? And the guy uh, said, well, I was a part of, I, I actually pastored a Pentecostal church, and to which St. Peter said, oh, man, I love those people, their passion, their drive, their zealousness, I, great, you go down to door 12, just be quiet when you pass door number two. Third guy walks up, St. Peter's like, hey, so good to have you here in heaven. Welcome. It's going to be a great eternity. What, just curious, what, what denomination, what church were you part of? And the guy said, well, I was actually a Nazarene. I was actually part of the North Central Ohio Church of the Nazarene, which for those of you who are new to the Church of the Nazarene, that's what we are, the North Central Ohio District Church of the Nazarene. St. Peter said, good, oh, I love those Nazarenes. Man, they're missional, they're purposeful. I love those folks. He said, if you will, just slide down to door number seven. Just be quiet when you pass door number two. And that Nazarene stops and he turns back. He asks St. Peter, he says, so why do we all have to be so quiet when we pass door number two? St. Peter said, well, that's where the Baptists are, and that's, they think they're the only ones here, so. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, just kidding. One of my best pastor friends in town is the pastor over at Chapel Hill. I love that guy. I just wish he'd buy my lunch every once in a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, I should be careful. This is live, isn't it? This no, they're not our enemy. The church down the street, the denomination across town is not the enemy. We need to recognize that we have an enemy whose primary mission is to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
to still the unity in the family of God, to kill the power that comes through that unity and to destroy the credibility of the local church that points people to Jesus. And that comes through disunity. You know, but when we recognize his tactics, when we stand together, we can do infinitely more together for the glory of God than we can ever do as our own little fragments out there just trying to do stuff. That's why we pray that we'll be unified so that God can be glorified and so that Jesus can, or that the world can know that God sent Jesus as their redeemer, as their savior. Um, why do we pray for unity? Here's one reason, because we need each other. I just, we need each other, that's period. Uh, listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses four and five. For just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not ha all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. In other words, the hand isn't the ear, the, the foot isn't the head, you know, the elbow isn't the, you know, whatever. We're all separate parts, but we work together. They have a specific function, and without one of the members, we are incomplete. We're part of a broader family. We're different, but this is by design. Uh, we, we need to understand this about unity. Now, don't misunderstand me. Uniformity is, uh, unity is not the same as uniformity. We have strength in our differences. You know, the, the very analogy that we are different parts of the same body implies that all the members, they don't look the same, they don't act the same, they don't necessarily do things the same way, but they all serve the same function. The beauty of the body is that it functions as one body, even though it consists of many different parts. It's our differences that give us the ability to reach people. You know, but too often, and, and I'm, I've been guilty of this in the past, I, I, I still do it occasionally, and, and if I do, man, you gotta just grab me and go, Troy, you preached against that. Um, but sometimes we'll say things, oh, we're not like those boring churches down the road, or we're not like the chosen frozen, or we're not like the crazy charismatics, right? Or we're not like those big mega churches or those little country churches or those seeker sensitive churches. Who cares what we're not like, right? Just be who you are. The reality is that the chosen frozen is probably gonna reach some people that, that we can't reach. The charismatics are certainly gonna reach some people we can't reach. The little churches can reach some people that we can't and the big churches can do things that the little churches can't and in short, we need each other, right? New life needs to err on the side of being for, not against other believers. We're gonna speak well of other ministries and other denominations. Now, now, don't misunderstand, we will call out blatant error. You know, if someone's preaching that Jesus was a sinner, we'll call that out and go, that's just a lie. If someone preaches against the fact that there's really a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, we'll call that out, because that's a lie. 
If someone says that, well, says anything that twists God's word that simply isn't true, we'll call that out. But we're not going to nitpick contemporary versus traditional or big versus small or old versus new or when our brothers and sisters all over the world are being persecuted. We need to recognize that we're part of a much larger family. We need to have, you know, we have Nazarenes all over the world. We have brothers and sisters from other denominations all over the world. They speak every different language you can possibly imagine. Some are rich. Most are poor. Yet we all worship the name of Jesus. And we have a very real enemy trying to destroy us. We need each other. Therefore, we pray for unity. You know what? Let's do this. I'm going to call an audible here. Rather than giving you a couple more thoughts and talking about prayer, I'm just going to, let me summarize the last two thoughts real quick, and then we're going to, we'll pray. How's that sound? Another thought was this, and I'll just briefly mention it. Another reason we pray for unity is so that the world will see God's love. When, you know, you can think of it this way. The world might go, you know, I don't know about this whole Jesus is Lord thing, or I don't know about Jesus being a real person or being God, or I don't know about this whole rising from the dead thing, but look at how the believers treat one another. You know, we live in a world of disunity, but when they see believers treating one another as brothers and sisters in the faith, they cannot deny that. Point number two or three was this, with unity, we can do more together. I, I believe the church, the local church is the hope of the world. Jesus has ordained the local church as the vehicle through which the message of salvation will come. What's interesting to me is that the early church, what didn't they have? They didn't have a television ministry. They didn't have a bus or vans. They didn't have heating, cooling. They didn't, right? What did they have? They had persecution. And yet, they spread the gospel to the entire world. They were unified. Well, that's the last two points. Here's what we're going to do for the last few minutes. We're, and this is a little bit different than normal, but I thought, you know, rather than just talking about it, let's do it. I, I want us to just spend a little bit of time ex in extended prayer, if we would. And that, and I don't know what that means for you, if, if that means for you to bow your head or stand up or turn around and kneel at your seat or come to the altar, but I'm just going to lead us in a few moments of prayer. First of all, let's pray for unity, what we've been talking about this morning, what Jesus talked about, what the Apostle Paul was praying for. And you can just pray to yourself, you can pray out loud, whatever makes sense to you. 
And again, like last week, I'm not going to pray at you. I'm not going to just keep talking through the whole thing. I want you to pray, Lord, unify us. What's that mean? What are the things that are keeping us from being unified? Lord, forgive us when we talk about our brothers and sisters in the faith. Lord, forgive us when we're insecure about other churches. Unify us. And then let's, let's do this. Let's, this sounds kind of selfish, but let's just pray about ourself in, a mo in this moment. Pray about yourself. It was, I think, D.L. Moody that said, just draw a circle around yourself. Forget about everybody else and what's happening today. Maybe for some of us, we just need to stop and listen. That's really something the Lord has been impressing on me over the last number of weeks. Is Troy, you just talk too much. Just listen. Just listen. I realize that some of you came to church this morning and you didn't feel like coming to church this morning. I realize that some of you came to church this morning on top of the world. Others of you came, man, you're struggling. What is it that God has to say to you in this moment? Maybe there's someone here that needs to confess. Lord, I've tried to do it on my own, or I've not trusted you, or... I've been fearful and worrying about this or that, which shows my lack of trust, my lack of faith, and I just confess that. Maybe, maybe there's someone here this morning that's not a believer at all, and you need to confess that you're a sinner, that you're broken, that you need Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. Just ask him. Just do that right now. There may be others who, as you listen, God is saying, you need to surrender this, or you need to surrender that, or you need to surrender him or her or yourself. <clears throat> Lord, help us as we just are before you in your presence. Help us to hear your voice. Lord, would you help us help us to be able to get past the noise of the world and hear what it is that you have to say to us today.
Lord, search our hearts. If, if there's anything between us and you, Lord, forgive us, remove it. We repent of it. Lord, we pray also, not just for us as individuals, but for us as the corporate church, capital C. Lord, we pray that you would lead us. You know, especially as I think about the days to come and new life and where you're leading us and what you have for us, Lord, I, I pray that you would lead us. I think about this potential ex expansion that we're going to be doing. Lord, we just want your will. We just want to reach more people. empower us Lord we know that the church is a supernatural organization but Lord sometimes like Ryan said in our pre-service meeting that boy sometimes we just try to do it in our own power and in our own wisdom and ability and when we do that it's just not effective because I'm not that good Lord, we ask for you to empower us. Lord, we ask that you would help us to be the people, to be the church that you've called us to be in fulfilling the great commandment and the great commission. Help us to be the church that you've called us to be and loving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then also loving our neighbors as ourselves and pointing people to you and making you famous, Father. Lord, just have your way in our lives this morning. Sing this with me. Here I am to worship here I am to bow down. Sing it. And to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy. Yeah, let's just sing this as our prayer. Light of the world. Light of the world, you step down into darkness, open my eyes. Is that your prayer this morning? <clears throat> Beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of a life spent with you. Now sing that chorus as our prayer.
of all days, oh so highly exalted. King of all days, oh so highly glorious in heaven above. In heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created. Humbly you came to the earth. All for the love's sake became poor. Love's sake became poor. Sing it now. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together wonderful too. And here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together. That's right, sing it. Worthy, all together wonderful to me. Here's another one. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the act. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. Your glory, what our heart. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. To be overcome by your presence, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Presence. Lord, now if you give me an A, I think it was. Let's just continue in prayer as we sing. How great is that the key we is our God? Sing with me. Sing with me. How great is our and all will see how. How great Sing that again. Is our God. Just worship him. Pray this morning. Sing this morning. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is And all we'll see. How great. How great. 
is our God, the splendor of a king clothed in majesty. The splendor of the king clothed in majesty, clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. How great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God and all will sing how great, how great is our God. Sing that again, that chorus. How great is our God sing with me how great is our God and all will see how great how is our God Lord you are great this morning as we just continue in prayer Lord we've talked about it now for a number of weeks but Lord I just pray that you would help us to do it to do it in a way that honors you and brings glory to you and do it in a way where you can show off your glory Lord just have your way in this place as we just continue to worship you this morning stand and worship with us if you would Oh 
Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your very body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the